Revel is one of the most uh, known uh, cybercrime organized groups that started their criminal activity with um, ransomware as a service project. They have coordinated and organized with the aim of recruiting affiliates and through their affiliates to infect, compromise computer systems of large organizations. When we first saw the Gantcrab ransomware, it was uh, something quite unique, something quite new at that time. Welcome to the Europol podcast, the official podcast of the EU Agency for Law Enforcement Cooperation. In this series, we shine a light on some of the biggest operations Europol has supported and how we continue to fight organized crime. Ransomware, your money or your files. Cybercrime causes all kinds of havoc, from power outages to crippling financial losses. It's a top priority for police forces in the European Union and for the investigators here at Europol as well. But nowadays, it's not only the tech-savvy criminals that law enforcement needs to watch for. Cybercrime services can now be purchased by paying a user fee, a rental fee, or a percentage of the criminal profits. Cybercriminal networks offer tools such as malware, ransomware, and distributed denial of service, or DDoS, attacks online, especially on the dark web. This business model is known as crime as a service, and it makes criminal services easily available to anyone, lowering the level of technical expertise previously required to perform specific activities. The crime-as-a-service model allows the developers and the affiliates to share the criminal profits. In this episode, we're going to talk about a cybercriminal network called Revel, and an operation that saw Europol and its partners take down several prolific affiliates who were using Revel's services. Revel was a notorious ransomware group, and their ransomware-as-a-service business model was quite straightforward. Step 1. Revel operators develop a type of malware called ransomware, which encrypts files until a ransom is paid. Step 2. Revel's affiliates then pay to use the ransomware and begin their campaign by compromising computer systems or networks, exfiltrating valuable data and, in the end, dropping ransomware. Step 3. If the attack is successful, the victim's computer files are encrypted. Only the ransomware affiliates have the key that will unencrypt the files. The victims are then told to pay a ransom fee. Otherwise, their files might remain stuck behind the encryption forever or published online by the criminals. This is a nightmare for the victims and law enforcement had to act to shut down the affiliates if they wanted to damage Revel's criminal business model and deter other would-be affiliates. Attacks of this nature, by Revel affiliates and other groups too, were reported in all kinds of places. A major currency exchanger in the UK was attacked, knocking their systems offline and effectively halting online banking for several major British banks. Elsewhere, a widely used network computing solution was also hit, with the ransomware spreading downstream to their customers. Several worldwide organizations using their services had no choice but to shut down their business entirely while they dealt with the fallout. Cybercriminals even managed to attack a major technology firm, stealing the confidential schematics for their upcoming smartphones. 
In this episode, we will talk about an operation that led to the takedown of several affiliates of this ransomware group known as Revel, or Sodinakibi. My name is Bogdan. I'm a specialist working at AP Cyborg. Bogdan is a cybercrime specialist working at Europol headquarters in The Hague. He'd been monitoring Revel and their affiliates for some time as part of this investigation. Revel was one of the most known and the time was, I would say, uh, number one in relation to a number of the affiliates that they got in their uh, platform and the high level of uh, victims they had at the time. So um, in our opinion, we're the first ones that made this business model uh, a standard. So that's something normal for this kind of uh, business at this point to run it as a criminal company and recruit uh, affiliates, and uh, they were doing also um, PR on the Cybercrime Forum. They would post that they are recruiting affiliates. They would mention their conditions and their, what they're offering. And one of the things that they were advertising is stability, credibility, that they would offer everything that the affiliates would want. So um, they would um, have their own um, monikers on the forums, and uh, they would provide the customer support to the affiliates. For example, they had some issues with payments, technical issues with the malware, then they will receive customer support from the administrators uh, of the platform. So Revel was a busy enterprise. In fact, they were doing many of the things a legitimate company does, offering technical support, building their brand through public relations, and carrying out recruitment drives. But of course, Revel was working for criminal and nefarious purposes. And following a notification from an EU member state, Bogdan and his team began investigating Revel and its affiliates. Our work started as all our operations. We get um, a notification from one of the member states that this, uh, in this specific uh, situation was Romania that has uh, had sent us intel notification in relation to the ongoing investigation they had in 2019. When we saw the initial infections, uh, we started the coordination at Europol with uh, all the countries that had active investigations at that time. European, from United States, um, um, and some of them actually also uh, from other um, countries in Asia. We started uh, the, the investigation and then we started to coordinate uh, law enforcement uh, at international level and provided constant support. For this operation, we had in place an operational action plan, which targeted three main areas of the organized crime group. First uh, was uh, to identify, geolocate and arrest the suspects. Second, to identify, disrupt and take down the infrastructure. And third one uh, was to um, follow the money trail and identify their financial assets and seize them. That is the standard procedure, I would say, investigative procedure that we implement in these kind of cases. And of course, how we actually implement them and how we do it, that's up to our uh, investigative teams and there are methods that are law enforcement restricted. We'll hear more about the investigation from Bogdan later. But first, let's take a look at where and how this specific ransomware-as-a-service business model came about. Revel's efficacy was the result of experience. Revel was in fact a second iteration of a ransomware-as-a-business outfit called Gancrab, and they took the lessons from Gancrab forward when they formed Revel. I think uh, with Guncrab, uh, things went to, to a total uh, different level. And uh, I think they had quite uh, a successful affiliation model 
uh, and uh, I think they also uh, were keeping uh, very well track on the uh, activity of the affiliates so they uh, be efficient and produce uh, a good number of victims. That's Catalin Zetu, a senior police officer from Romania. Yes, yeah, so um, my name is uh, Catalin Zetu and I'm uh, currently uh, working for Romanian Central Cybercrime Unit. Catalin is responsible for investigating the types of criminal activity we're discussing in this episode. So working in the cybercrime field, obviously, this is uh, one of our uh, mission and uh, job is to uh, look for uh, new threats that are uh, affecting Romanian systems. Uh, And uh, during that kind of activities, uh, we got reports first on a gun club that um, a Romanian citizen or his systems were uh, affected or infected with the gun club ransomware. So basically, I would say that's where everything began, getting a first report of a crime. Gangcrab ransomware was being rented out based on the ransomware-as-a-service model described earlier, and it was being used for all kinds of attacks. But law enforcement eventually disrupted Gangcrab's business model. So at some point, or during the investigation, multiple decryption tools that were released for for the victims uh, of Gangcrab to to recover their encrypted files. And I think with those decryption tools, uh, somehow the victims were more aware that possible solution to their problem may be uh, available soon. Law enforcement had successfully released tools that beat Gangcrab's ransomware, called decryptors, clever pieces of software that can unencrypt files and unblock systems. That meant victims infected by Gangcrab could use a decryptor instead of paying ransoms to criminals. So they were not paying anymore. Uh, because the, their activity was, was not too lucrative anymore. And also, I think uh, it was quite a big hit for the affiliates in the same time, because they were also not doing any profit. Uh, and uh, with each decryptor, uh, the name of the gun club, the group was taking, uh, I would say, a big hit. Uh, so they went dark through a very bold, uh, let's say, public statement uh, saying that they have made billions uh, and they now uh, uh, good to retire. But in the same time, we had the feeling that uh, this is not necessarily accurate and uh, most probably uh, a rebranding uh, will follow. Catalin's suspicions of a rebranding would prove right when the Revel Group emerged and affiliates began using its ransomware for very large-scale attacks. I think there were also quite a lot of uh, reports, security reports, that were stating this, uh, some similarities within the code and uh, functionalities uh, of, the, of the malware. But we didn't really rush into, into conclusions. Uh, at first, we considered it like being separate uh, separate investigations, and we start noticing some overlaps uh, with the actors uh, involved. Uh, and uh, for us, with Romanian investigation, we see it like uh, our affiliates transiting from Gangcrab to, 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 to the Revit Pass. Gangcrab's ransomware-as-a-service business model was being refined by this new group. Like Gangcrab, 
This new group had customer support helplines, making it easier for affiliates to get up and running using the ransomware. This new group, Revel, was also running recruitment drives on hacker forums. It looked like the expected rebranding had come. Catalin and his team started exploring leads, but this isn't an easy task in ransomware cases. So on the first, I would say that we need to put all the pieces together. And when we're talking about uh, ransomware, it's pretty difficult to collect usable evidence. So in our investigation, you would need to gather evidence in order to attribute a specific attack. So with ransomware, there are very few pieces that can be followed up. And uh, that's why uh, there is a need of, I don't know, a specialized, very specialized and skillful uh, people that can efficiently trace uh, and uh, attribute uh, a specific attack. So at first, we as a Romanian Central Cybercrime Unit, uh, we have built up partnership, solid partnerships at the international level with different other law enforcement agencies, but also at the national level uh, with different private partners. Uh, we also engaged with Europol uh, that somehow made also the law enforcement cooperation from Europol, we got in touch with multiple other international law enforcement agencies and start deconflicting our cases and also sharing actionable intelligence uh, so we can uh, bring all the pieces together in order to have a successful operation. The investigation was expanding as law enforcement built up a picture of the Revel ransomware group and its affiliates. As more agencies and experts got involved, it was only a matter of time before a breakthrough came and it would be time to act. Sure enough, a breakthrough came as the international cooperation progressed. Here's Bogdan again. That was a breakthrough moment of the invest- in the investigation. I, I cannot provide you more details, but I would say that we received intelligence from law enforcement agencies where it gave us uh, a very good understanding how the organized crime group was operating and who was part of the affiliation group. And that intelligence we used further, also from the Europol side, to enhance it with our uh, data sets that we had here. And we managed to identify the suspects in a longer time frame. It was something that we worked constantly since 2019 until 2021. So it's a lengthy process because there were a lot of uh, affiliates. Armed with solid intelligence and over two years of careful investigation, Europol and our partners on the case had been able to geolocate several Revel affiliates, responsible for a number of serious cyber attacks. Bogdan was now ready to coordinate an action day from Europol's headquarters that would take these Revel affiliates and any remaining gangcrab actors offline. Law enforcement during the operation uh, targeted affiliates mainly, and those affiliates were responsible for infecting thousands of victims and uh, also responsible for receiving um, large sums of money from the ransom paid by the victims. So by stopping the affiliates, we actually stopped some of the criminal activity. These are the ones that are infecting the victims. These are the ones that are compromising computer networks and then deploy the malware. In November 2021, the partners and intelligence were all lined up and ready to act in unison. 
In relation to the operation, to the action day, uh, we had 17 partners, 17 uh, participating countries uh, from all over the world. Um, and uh, we had participating organizations such as Eurojust and Interpol. The arrest happened in the Romania. Uh, we saw Revel as a continuation of gang crab. So um, when we did the takedown, we had um, actions in different countries uh, that also targeted gang crab. And uh, those actions were done in uh, South Korea, Kuwait. Also, a suspect was arrested in Poland. Those operations were coordinated from Europol. We had the virtual command post set up, which uh, kept us in contact with the activities in the field. And of course, before that, we had multiple coordination calls and meetings with all the partners in this investigation. Each country did their own house searches uh, based on their own internal procedure. And of course, they um, seized the devices used by the suspect, uh, found evidence of their criminal activity, seized assets also. On the action day, a total of seven ransomware affiliates suspected of being responsible for thousands of attacks were taken in by the authorities. As well as this action, a longer-running investigation into the people behind Revel itself was ongoing. Of course, uh, the target for this operation was to identify and arrest the affiliates, but also to identify and arrest the administrators. I would have to also say that this is also an ongoing uh, operation. We had an operation last year, but then it's not something that uh, it finished. It's something that law enforcement is still looking into and investigating further. The intelligence gained from the action days will be fed into this ongoing investigation. Bogdan and the team at Europol are investigating major threat actors across the European Union. And they conduct action days like this all year round as part of their work keeping the digital communities of Europe safe. The arrest of affiliates is a key part of the action when it came to disrupting ransomware campaigns and preventing the attacks. But that's not the end of the story in this episode. The No More Ransom website is an initiative by the National High Tech Crime Unit of the Netherlands Police, Europol's European Cybercrime Centre and a group of private sector IT security companies. No More Ransom helps victims of ransomware retrieve their encrypted data, but without having to pay ransoms to criminals. Since its launch in July 2016, No More Ransom has helped more than 10 million people. The resources are available in 37 different languages, and it offers more than 136 tools capable of decrypting over 165 different types of ransomware. When Europol and our partners took action against Revel, No More Ransom was a key component of the effort. As well as taking action against the criminals, law enforcement wanted to give support to the victims. And that's where private cybersecurity companies can play a key role in public safety. One partner in the Revel case was a provider called Bitdefender. My name is Alex Kosoy, and I'm the uh, Senior Director for the Investigations and Forensics Unit within Bitdefender. Alex is a cybersecurity expert who works at the company Bitdefender. He leads a core team of expert analysts in Bitdefender's Investigations and Forensics Unit, who can offer technical expertise and other support for law enforcement investigations. Like the victims of Gang Crab, law enforcement wanted to give Revel victims a way to unencrypt their files without paying a ransom to cybercriminals. So they needed to make a decryptor, and this is where Alex and his team came in. 
So basically, when your files are encrypted, they are encrypted with a key and they can only open with, with some other key. So they have that key and the only way to, to decrypt your files is to obtain that key from the criminals. Usually you pay the ransom and they'll provide you with just the key or uh, a decryption tool that contains that particular key. But in other cases, you have to have a huge investigation, find the key and then uh, create a decryption tool. This was not easy, and it took major interagency and international cooperation. But eventually, law enforcement was able to get the Bitdefender experts what they wanted. I think the total was 19 countries that actually participated, but in terms of organizations, uh, we were about 23. So one of them provided us with uh, the decryption keys. So basically, we quickly created a decryption tool based on those keys and uh, helped the victims out there. With the tool developed, it was now time for deployment. But law enforcement needed to act fast if they wanted to stay ahead of the criminals. I think maybe a larger discussion would be whether if the, if the um, ransomware group is still active, when you release a decryption tool, they can actually change the keys or they can improve their uh, ransomware, which means that that tool will not be uh, useful for the new victims. To factor for this, the operational teams knew that if they could get the tool onto a public space and announce it quickly, many victims could take action to get their files back. The tool went onto the No More Ransom website, and it was time to disrupt the ransomware affiliates who'd been extorting businesses and organizations all over the world. So basically, we had to do a public communication saying that there's a uh, tool available. It can be downloaded either from the uh, No More Ransom initiative or from our, from our web website. Uh, other partners that were involved in investigation, they also did similar press releases in their countries, uh, some social media, and then we started to see victims coming in to, to download the tool. If they had uh, trouble with the tool, or, uh, there were cases where the files were actually encrypted by two different ransomware families. So for them, it was a bit more challenging. So uh, once we release the tool, there's usually um, communication, direct communication with the victims whenever they have uh, some issues, for instance. The results speak for themselves. We helped out 1,400 organizations to decrypt their computers. And if they would have paid, that would have summed up to half a billion dollars. So it's a very lucrative business for ransomware. It affects people and organizations all around the world, especially when we talk to, let's say, critical infrastructure. And it's a business that it's not going to go away. As for the people behind the cyber attacks... So they stopped attacking anybody. Then they reappeared uh, and so on. So... Uh, there was definitely disruption because uh, once the tool was out, uh, they disappeared for a while. And now we see um, that uh, several arrests followed the investigation throughout the world, actually. Taking down cybercriminals and affiliates is a major priority for Europol and our law enforcement partners. Alex explains why this malware is so dangerous for victims and lucrative for cybercriminals. So basically, we actually did a study um, like a year ago or two years ago, and we asked about uh, a 1,000 CISOs uh, if their company would pay uh, whether their infrastructure gets affected with ransomware or not. A CISO, or CISO, is a chief security officer, and they're senior executives at companies and organizations who are responsible for all the cybersecurity. And they stated that 50% of them, they actually will pay. Uh, the reality is about 70% of them actually pay. So if 7 out of 10 companies pay, obviously criminals will stay to continue this business for them and will still make a lot of money. I mean, Gancrab stated that they made $2 billion. 
Europol's Serious and Organized Crime Threat Assessment found that the number of ransomware attacks and the level of their sophistication is increasing. What's particularly notable is that there is a growing number of attacks directed at public institutions and large companies. Law enforcement will continue to hunt these cyber criminals and do its best to protect the individuals, organizations and businesses targeted by criminals. To learn more about how to protect yourself from ransomware, visit the Europol website and search ransomware for brochures, links and how-to guides on the topic. There's also the website for No More Ransom, nomoreransom.org. Whether you're already a ransomware victim or you're looking for ways to avoid ransomware attacks, the campaign has materials and software that can help. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed hearing about this case. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review the show on whatever platform you're using and tell your friends about it on social media.